Okay, hello Ibarra. How are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you good. doing? Welcome to the ADG podcast and happy new year. How was your Christmas and New Year break? Really good. Thank you very much. Uh, how did how did you spend it? Um really family. Um normally uh people travel in Nigeria, but um this year we didn't travel because we had already traveled home for my sister's wedding the previous month. Ah, awesome. You know, I, I miss I miss Christmas back in Nigeria. I haven't celebrated any, uh, Christmas in Nigeria in a long time. I miss all the visiting yeah. people and eating all the food. <laughs> yeah, it's always a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. Thanks for, you know, making the time out to chat. I know, you know, you're busy and I was curious. So I remember, I don't know, was it in December or so? I saw you like a post on Upwork. And I was curious to get to know about your experience um, working with Upworks and what it's like working remotely from Nigeria, the challenge. I just want to know your backstory, how you got into it. So before we go further, would you mind giving like maybe 30 to 45 seconds introduction of yourself so the audience can get to know about you? Okay, so um, uh, my name is Sibanga. Um, well, uh, I would love to start with my um, with what I do. So I'm a I'm a data analyst. I'm currently uh, freelancing, um, majorly on Upwork, right? Um, so before then, I I have worked with Huawei um, uh, for a couple of years. Uh, I've worked with uh, Nokia after that for a couple of years. Before I decided, um, um, just not too long ago, to freelance full time. Yes. So, have you always been? I remember we met at um, Splashes or something. Splashes Tech, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, uh, well, we we met. I think. Yeah, I think that's the right. That's the word. We met because um, I don't think we really interacted uh yeah. much mm. yeah i at that time i came for an interview yeah i came oh, for yeah. a job interview mm. uh i think you were one of the interviewers right okay yeah yeah so um uh, i think after that uh it's like we, 20, we, we 2010 2011 <laughs> or something this is yeah that should be not... 2012 i guess yeah. 2012 2012 that think. was actually when i, because now, I, when I left i just came to lagos then yeah um I, I just finished my YSE and moved to Lagos today. Okay. So yeah. At that point in time, I was, um, I was a software developer. Mm. I was a trainee software developer, actually. Okay. All right. um, yeah. All right. So how did you get into um, data, 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 data analysis? Yes. So um, how did I get into data analysis? Hmm. Okay. So like I said, right, I have... Um, I have worked with, I think most of my uh, um, working life has been in tele telecommunications, right? So the official title actually of the position I held in both Nokia and Huawei um, was radio network optimization engineer. So what we do essentially is to um, look at the network performance data and then from that data um diagnose if there is a problem and then make recommendations to solve that problem okay so it's um, it's 
more or less a data a data analytics role, but um, is very very specialized into telecoms in such okay. a way that um, uh, is not as general um, as it is because they have their specialized tool for collecting the data, specialized tool for doing the analysis. So, but it's basically a data a data analytics. So, which um, made it uh, pretty easy for me to make the switch, if if you like, to what I may call full fledged data analytics, right? Okay. Um, so, so that's that's that. Um, essentially, we pull the stats from. So, let me just give you an example, right? Let's say for let's say for instance, um, I come to work on a Monday morning, and then I check up my my um, my KPI dashboard, and I see that oh, in a certain area of Lagos, for instance, we had um, we had an increase in blocked call rate, what we call congestion rate, right? So a blocked call is when a user is trying to make a call, and then the call doesn't go through, right? So it doesn't go through um, because there are no resources to make the call. So my job is to my job is to check. Okay, number one, what particular cells were responsible for this increase, right? And then once I once I get to the cells, I have to find out why. Okay. So it could be a lot of technical reasons that we have been trained about, and then I have to now. Okay, bring the make recommendations for things to be changed or make the changes myself if this okay. something I can change remotely. Okay. <clears throat> so that is so that is how I mean say I got into data analytics. Okay. So now when I hear data analysis, I'm thinking you need to be a, a maths wizard. You need to be very good with your mathematics. <laughs> is that the case? It's necessary. It is necessary, mostly statistics, right? Okay, yeah, basically but, statistics. But, but, but I wouldn't say you have to be a wiz, right? right. I, I think you need to just basic calculus, um, basic statistics, right? I think if you are trying to do, um, if you are trying to go much deeper, maybe data science, if you, if you want to go deeper into data sciences, where you have to uh, deal with um, regressions and probability, then you may have to know a lot more statistics. But I I knew I've, what I actually said is true because I've, I have a lot of people who, who call me and they, they think this is very much out there that they can't reach. But to, to me, if you understand basic basic math, basic statistics, the statistics you are going to be doing in data analysis is going to be majorly averages, um, mean, which is, which is average, you are going to do some mean, minimum, maximum, all those basic, basic things, right? So it, you don't really need a lot of mathematics to, to get in. Sorry, sorry, I mistakenly muted my mic. My bad. Okay. Um, so I know you work as a data analyst. Uh, you work remotely for a US-based company. And yes. when, how long ago did you start working with them? Mm, with this particular one, um, two months. Okay. All right. So, but then before then, I've I've, I've been working with um, um, foreign companies, okay. mostly um, American companies, but on a more um, short-term basis, right? Okay. So this one is more is more long-term. Okay. All right. So was this relationship through your experience working for Upworks? Now, if you maybe for people who don't know, could you explain what Upworks is? 
Okay, so Upwork is so I'm not working for Upwork, right? Yeah. I'm working. Well, I think you can say that you can say I'm working for Upwork. So Upwork is is um is a is a freelancing platform, right? So yep. professionals um come there to sign up and offer their services mm -hmm. to clients, right? Mm -hmm. So clients um clients can either post a job and get applications from uh, freelancers who want to work on the project and then they choose, or um, they can actually pick a particular freelancer. They can look at a, someone's profile okay. and pick a particular freelancer they want to work on the on the work. I think it's, um, it's um, something similar to, um, we have freelancer, freelancer.com. We have um, Fiverr. Fiverr is more is a little bit uh, is a little bit different, but I think Upwork is the is the most um, um, they, I would say respected of yeah. of them. There used to be one called Elans on is it Elans online? Yeah, Elans, Elans, yeah, Elans, Elans is Elans is now Upwork. Yes. Ah, okay, yeah, I remember yes. them like years ago when I was yeah, trying to Elans, look at this. Elans is Upwork, okay. and and I, I, actually, I I know I joined Upwork a lot longer than I than it may seem because um i i think i've joined up to a year before i actually became serious with it i yeah. joined and i think um, like like most people um it seemed like it was going to be difficult at the, at the at the at the time so i just I just pushed it aside okay so but, um, how has your experience okay what can you, i don't know if you can remember the early when you first started what was the experience like when on your profile there's zero projects you've done zero everything you, you know, go about bidding. How did you? How was the beginning like? That's quite interesting, and it's quite frustrating. And because um, even right now, I have a lot of people that um, I wouldn't say I'm mentoring, but I have a lot of people that in Nigeria that know they go to my LinkedIn and see that I'm on Upwork, and I've and then they go to my Upwork profile and see that I've um, I've achieved some success. So I have a lot of people that reach out to me. So it's it's not easy. I, I would say that upfront, right? Um, I think some people think that um, because it is online and remote, it's supposed to be easy. But you have to understand, it's a job, right? So the same way that um, uh, it may not be that easy to just get a physical job in a in a brick and mortar um, office, it's not going to be a walk in the park. So. And the, the 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 way I the way I explain this to people that want to start is this: consider it like you just went into a new area, and then you opened a shop. Say you are a barber, right? The people in that area do not know you. Nobody knows you in that area. You don't have any recommendations. So, at the beginning stages, you have to really, really prove yourself, and then. It also means that at the beginning stages, you have to do things that you ordinarily wouldn't do. So for instance, let me take it back to Upwork right now. So, so when I got in, number one, I had to educate myself. I had to read a ton about Upwork. Actually, I didn't start by, I didn't start by educating myself. I started by, I started like everybody, I started by going to the profile, opening my profile, and then starting to bid for jobs anyhow, and then complaining that I wasn't getting, and nobody was listening to me. 
And then when I when I did that for about a week or two, and I didn't have any success, I had to go back. So how does this really work? I started reading a ton. I mean, what works? You know, your how to set up your profile, how to bid for jobs, and um and um once I did that, I started seeing some level of success. So it wasn't asking me the, the beginning stages. It wasn't easy, but like anything else, like the barber shop, I just uh, the barber shop illustration I just used. When you start having customers, start doing a good job for them. They're going to start giving you reviews. They're going to start telling people, "Oh, that new guy, man, is is good. Look at what he did." And then it gets easier, and it gets easier, and it gets easier. So maybe as we go ahead, I'm, I can tell you some of the some of the things that you know can help people achieve success faster, and some of the things that hold people back. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. We'll get to that. So, um, since you work for, um, uh, maybe I would say I'm guessing your most of your clients are likely in the, based in the U.S. and time zone. I'm thinking. So I'm thinking time zone. What is it like working remotely? Considering, uh, maybe some states in the U.S. could be a couple of hours behind or a couple of hours ahead. What is it like? Actually, actually, yes. So, um. Well, it, it it was a it was a, a bit of a problem at the beginning, but then I had I had worked with um, the before I before I started freelancing full time. I had worked with Nokia, and then from twenty twenty during the beginning of the pandemic, we've been working from home. Okay. And then um, I am a bit of a workaholic, um, so even though my wife my wife doesn't like that, but. Um, I tend to, when I work from home, I tend to almost work 24 hours because if there is a request and I'm watching TV, I'm watching a movie, I tend to pause and come and attend to it. So okay. it was, it was, I, 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 I didn't, um, I didn't put a separation to my personal time, which is not a good thing. I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to do that. <laughs> um, so it was, it, it was, it was an easy switch. But now I'm, I'm I'm beginning to structure my time a little bit. So all I do, what I do now is, um, I try to create some hours of overlap, right? So I think when I'm, the company I'm, I'm currently working with, I think we have eight hours of difference. So I try try for us to have maybe four hours overlap. So we'll sort out whatever we need to sort out. Usually it means me having to work till maybe eleven p.m. twelve midnight my time. Which is going to be around um, two, three p.m. their time. So, but then we have this. I just tried for us to have some overlap, okay. um, and then I can the other part I can do it independently, okay. and then give them updates later. Okay, all right, that's cool. Um, so now, um, when it comes to internet businesses, internet transaction, online transactions, uh, actually when money also gets involved because you're going to be paid for this job. Mm-hmm. Nigeria typically doesn't have good reputation. And the first thing people suspect is scam and stuff. What has the experience been in that regard? I, I knew that was, going, that was definitely going to come up. Well, I'm not going to say that um, the Nigerian factor, like we call it, is not going to be a barrier because definitely... It will. It will. I'm telling you that upfront. It's going to be a problem. And in fact, <laughs> I have seen in Nigerian uh, forum fora where uh, 
people complain that the reason why people are not giving them job is because they are they are Nigerians or because they are black, because they are Africans, because you know people are people are quick to to complain. But I've seen a lot of Nigerians with tremendous success. But like I said, unfortunately, we are we are we are where we are, right? So you you can't um, you can't um, you can't overlook that. But then Upwork makes it um, a little easy because there is a there is a process, right? The client is not going to pay you until you've completed the job and sent it to him, right? So that is where it makes it easy that people 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 may not trust you, but people trust Upwork. Okay. Right? Oh, yeah. So so I think I think it's easier for I think it's easier for a client to scam you. <laughs> I think it's easier for a client to scam you than for yeah. a freelancer to scam a client. Mm -hmm. Just because, and I think I've heard about clients scamming people, right? Wow. After completing the work, they don't they don't want to pay or they, they, they threaten to give you a poor rating or force, kind of force you to reduce your, your rates. And then, but I, I mean, Upwork, unfortunately, or fortunately, is... <clears throat> It's tougher on the freelancers than on the clients. Like yeah. The checks. In fact, to even get your account approved, the mm. checks and the background checks they have to do, mm. they don't do the same on the client side. So there are a lot of scam jobs. Mm. Uh, a lot of scam jobs. A lot of um, clients misusing the platform, platform as, yeah. as well. Yeah. So I I don't think it's it's much of a worry. Like maybe this is personal to me, but if I've set if I've set my mind to do something. I, you just have to expect these things, right? Yeah. You just have to expect these things. If you're a Nigerian, you have to know that unfortunately, some of our people have misbehaved and yeah. mm. we all have to pay the price, you know, <laughs> pay the price for crime, a crime that we all did not commit. Yeah. So, and you also have to put yourself also in the, in the shoes of the person trying to hire you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you were the one, I mean, you would, you would want to think twice, right? So I I I I I had a lot of um, a lot of luck. Um, I, I would say when I started that I had a particular client actually uh, from Argentina who gave me a job because you know when I started and this is maybe when when we when, maybe when we go to what some of the things you should do to help yourself at the beginning stage. We'll talk more about it. So when I started, right, I didn't have any reputation, so I had to bid low right at that point it wasn't about the money it was more about creating my plan was if i could get a few five stars and a few nice words from actual clients on my profile then i can use that as a leverage so um so i i did a five i remember i did a five dollar job i did a, a ten dollar job and then the next job i got was a 250 dollar job so it was quite a jump for me that the, the client trusted me and gave me the job. And when I delivered well, he gave me a very glowing review on my profile and then proceeded to start a very large project with me, about um, $6,000 right right now. Okay. So that gave me wow, a, that's, quick, that's a quick boost. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was, that was just within, I think within two months of me being on the platform. You know, to achieve that level of success usually takes a lot of people a lot more months, right? You need to do this five dollar, ten dollar, twenty dollar, yeah. fifty dollar jobs, and then so for me to jump from that straight to yeah. 
that kind of project it was it was a was a very big boost. And let, let me guess first thing you did with that money was upgrade your system buy a new generator solar panel <laughs> i did i did i i did all that but you know but then i was already used to the okay from home. okay so i really, have, I really had that setup yeah okay. okay that's cool well that's 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 an amazing story i think yeah, that, sh that yeah. should that should encourage a couple of people because yeah what I yeah because th what i'm trying to say is that what i'm trying to say is that you know you never know you never know so i've had a lot of people who tell me stuff 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 and I, I ask them okay how many jobs you do you how many jobs do you bid for in a day mm -hmm. okay how many jobs have you bid for in this week i said i did one last monday i'm like this is I was I was bidding for at least ten jobs a day to wow. just get one, you know, because numbers also come into play, right? Yeah, is is a is a is a is a, is a numbers game. If yeah. you if you are bidding for one job a week, yeah, I mean somebody is somewhere in India bidding ten jobs a day. Yeah, so by the by the time at the end of the week he has, bid, he has made a bid for seventy jobs, mm -hmm. just by numbers alone, mm -hmm. he may just get one, mm -hmm. you know. So that's it. Okay. Wow. That's that, that, that's amazing. So I I know you've talked about some of the challenges you face about it. Now, how does government's monetary policy affect working for remote companies? Really around dollar. Sometimes I don't really get the details, but every, once in a while I get to hear, oh, uh, there's restriction on how much you can spend. There's one problem or the other. Do you get does the government's monetary policy affect your income coming in? Especially the payment of cash of the of your of your of you know paying you for the work you've done. Well, not really, um, in a way because see, most of the restrictions we have um, in Nigeria is more you know the the um, the, the local currency has been has been suffering a lot, right? So the, the government is trying to uh, trying to well kind of damage control right yeah so the idea is that if we if we're using our our naira to chase dollars right it's going to worsen the yeah. the exchange rate situation right yeah so the restrictions is more on converting naira to dollars spending yeah exactly mm. so spending naira to buy dollars is the mm. problem yeah. but then if you're earning in dollars and the money comes in in dollars it's not really a problem there's okay. i don't think there is i don't think there is restriction and I, I i mean i was scared a bit because i was like i mean this the way these guys are going yeah. there could be some restrictions on oh you can't spend more than 20 dollars a month or 20 from your dollar account so if you have a dollar account in nigeria a domiciliary account mm. and then get your money you can get your money easily straight yeah. and there are multiple ways right some people use pioneer some people use that there's a um, gig pay which is very good it's a it's a nigerian company that helps you you get your dollars directly to gig pay and then convert it to naira um so the only problem that people have is that you know nigeria is operating to exchange rates yeah which yeah. is it's it's i don't understand how that works so they have the official rate and then they have the okay. black market rate which is to me the real rate yeah uh, so the problem is the problem with people is it doesn't make sense to get because actually upwork gives you an option of getting your money in naira right but upwork uses the official rate which is less. a lot less yeah and interestingly and then you, you when i mentioned the the six thousand yeah. dollar job and you were saying 
I made a mistake. At that point, I was collecting Naira from Upwork. Yeah, yeah. Because I had this idea, which is which is about information. I had this idea that oh, it was going to be difficult if I tried to use other ways. I yeah. didn't know there were multiple of multiple ways. Okay. So while Naira was exchanging for at that time six hundred and something, I was getting my Naira for four hundred and something from Upwork. And then by the time they add their charges, I was getting I was getting it for three hundred or something. Uh, so I didn't get the full value yeah. of that. All until, experience. <laughs> exactly. Until I learned, I learned the ways to go about it. So I think getting your money is not a problem. The problem is for people that have the naira and wants to transact in dollars, so they have the problem. All right. So for people who who are listening to this, who are like, okay, cool. Um, I have the skill. I want to join Upwork or maybe not necessarily Upwork. I want to start working for, you know, remote companies, companies in other countries. Um, do you have any type of recommendation, words of advice? And also another thing, things they need to learn or do when engaging. So the reason I say this, okay, because I'm based in the UK, right? And when I first came and my first job working here, I struggled a bit with culture. <laughs> First of all, communication, how things are communicated, how the things are interpreted. I struggled a bit. But now I'm thinking working for remote companies from Nigeria, there's going to be challenges without your first encounter. If you've not had that kind of experience before, based on your experience, how you approach it, what you went through, do you have any words of encouragement for people who, after listening to this, say, hey, I want to give this a try as well? Yes, of course. Um, so, in, in, in my own case, um, working for a multinational company helped, right? Um, I worked with uh, Huawei, is a Chinese company. We had a lot of Indians there. Nokia is, is, uh, is a European company. Um, we have a lot of people from the Middle East, from Europe, and so on and so forth. So, that helped. Um, um, culture, you know, differences about things. So I had that already, but what I would say is anything can, can be learned, right? So just like you said, when you got there, you had, you had that culture shock, but you learned. So, um, so if, if, you, if you start, my, what I would want to do is start, right? You're going to have those problems, but you're going to learn them. I've worked with clients that even the current client I'm working, I'm, I'm, I'm working with now, and some of the tools they use, I've never used it. I've never used it before. Okay. You're not going to say it's better if somebody tells you during the interview stage, somebody asks you, have you used the tool? And it's a tool probably you've heard about, but you've not used before. Mm -hmm. Like ClickUp. You know ClickUp? Yeah, I've heard of ClickUp. I, I funny, I heard of ClickUp through, I was for, helping. For project management. Yeah, yeah. Like Slack. Yeah. Right? for 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 yeah. company charts right somebody asks you have you used this you don't just say oh, oh no i've not used it and then you disqualify yourself okay these things are things you can pick up with literally within minutes yeah. they are not difficult yeah right so instead of that why don't you say oh i've not actually been in an organization where it is used but i believe i can pick this up within days right yeah. it's not it's not it's not people people are quick and i know some of it is um is inferiority complex yeah people yeah. are quick to just you know disqualify themselves yeah. now if it is if you're working for a company and they need a sql hmm. a sql developer yeah and you don't know sql that is a different ball game because yeah. that's core yeah. but if it is all these supporting applications that yeah. don't really matter you can you can easily pick that up so in terms of culture and all that these things can be learned i don't think it's a 
it's uh, I don't think any anybody that I don't think somebody would look at your profile and say, oh, this guy would have been so great, but he doesn't know how to use Slack. I don't think I don't <laughs> think that that is a valid. Uh, I think that's a valid thing to disqualify. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I used to say when I was younger, then I used to have this thing where I said, when it comes to software development, I'm like, if a business, if you can describe the problem, I could possibly build it. Just describe mm -hmm. the problem. I mm -hmm. will find the tool. I will learn the language, learn the tool I need to solve that problem. And I think that's the mentality everyone needs to use. So because no matter where you work, when you go to the next company, there's always something that's different. Something yeah. new, something different. To yeah. Learn, yeah, but fundamental principles are almost the same. A ticket management system is a ticket management system, whether it's called mm -hmm. Jira, shortcuts, mm -hmm. or whatever. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what? You know things like agile methodology. As long as you can speak those lingos, you understand what those principles are. The rest are just tools, so you can pretty much uh, learn mm -hmm. them. So, based on your experience, what type of um, okay in the data science, data analyst? By the way, what? So when you, okay, and in your from your profile, I know you do a bit of cleaning, ETL operations, and stuff. What's your primary tech stack? What what technology tools do you typically work with? So I use um, SQL. Okay. Um, SQL, Power BI, Tableau. Okay, so let me just let me just categorize them. So for my for my um, visualization, right? I use Tableau. I use Looker Studio. What used to be called uh, Google Data Studio before, um, and a bit of Tableau. Uh, on the the database side, sitting obviously, and then I do um, R programming. R program R is a statistical language, so I do um, R as well. Huh? In addition to Excel and and Google and Google Sheet, yeah, yeah. and this is one another thing I need to point out. Excel people 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 underrate Excel because people don't know the power of that thing. Yeah, yeah. I never seen anybody that that knows all of Excel. Yeah, that thing is powerful and Google Sheets as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I have people that do only Excel on Upwork. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're doing it. They're doing it big. Oh, yeah. So so that's another thing. If somebody's listening and is an Excel expert, you shouldn't say yeah. I, I, I don't know anything. You I ha I had um at my last job, I had a pro our he's not a he's a program manager. He was like head of our project managers, and this guy used Excel. He did some weird crazy stuff like you can see within an excel sheet you can scroll in the middle mm -hmm. i looked at this guy I'm like yo yeah. if yeah. we could take your knowledge and turn yeah. it into a product you have a SaaS product <laughs> yeah. he, he was, yeah. it was mental excel is, excel is so powerful even on Upwork, i've done some amazing projects on excel for people yeah. i've created um yeah another another technology i use is a vba yeah um, I've used do people still use vba vba yeah, on for 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 automating Excel processes, right? Oh, yeah. You can write macros. I think now they have JavaScript now. There's now so? Java. Yeah, they now. I think they now support JavaScript, so it's a lot more open. I don't know that. that. Yeah. I know that Google, Google App Script yeah. uses um, um, JavaScript like, like um, yeah. language. Yeah. I think Excel recently. I think they now support JavaScript, so it should be. We should see a lot more crazy stuff going on, uh, going on there. So. Um, now, so do you? So now, outside tech, all right. When you are no longer doing data analysis, programming in R or Tableau, what else do you do? What, what do you? What, what, do, what do you do for fun? What I used to do was, <laughs> what I used to do was watch Netflix, play games, and get involved in in church. Essentially, but um, 
for 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 a while i've not had the luxury of time is that because you're a dad yeah. now how i have the luxury of time between being a dad my son is my son is about um two years plus it's gonna be three in august of this year so so um between being a dad and um working full-time and um and um and i'm also i'm also doing a master's in data science in the university of um, east london remotely so between all that i i barely have any free time you know so uh, to be honest right now i don't have any i don't have any hobby okay i hope i hope <laughs> i pick up I, I used to sing too but back, back in the days so yeah. and and then and then i just i just started um i just got into this a full-time freelancing full-time okay so i i'm trying to get once i i build some kind of um reputation on the platform i can, I can start to take it easy okay. you know because if i if i can start to charge people 60 dollars in an hour i can i can afford to work fewer hours yeah okay wow you you man you are busy like now i feel i feel like i'm, I'm very lazy because i yeah I have... it's, 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 it's a lot it's a lot but i'm trying to and i i really really grateful for my wife for understanding because it's it's sometimes at, at one point it's, it's as if you're in you're in the house but you're not in the house you know <laughs> i'll literally be on my computer for the entire day i just leave the computer to bed you know yeah. so yeah and, and then the remote lifestyle as well where the remote lifestyle as well yeah. just yourself and there's no there are no colleagues in your no case colleagues. it's even worse because they're all international companies so yeah you're not ever going to meet anybody apart from what you want to yeah. do at home but yeah. you you want to speak to someone's like you, someone's on the site messaging you no no no, no. Just, <laughs> just give me a minute all right no problem all right cool so that's it right um not a lot of free time for now but i i expect that to to get better with time. All right. So um, you've heard of this chat, G is it chat, chat GPT? Chat GPT. Yeah. What do you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. I, 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 One thing I, I don't, I don't like, I like, there's so much hype about it that I don't even, but so for me, anytime there's too much hype about things, I just wait for the hype to come down, calm down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that means you're, you're just like me. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm like that, whether it is politics yeah. or, or new take or, even even back then, even um, even um, dress trends. I yeah. never, I was never part of people that wore trendy clothes, right? Yeah. I was always feeling like I was always doing the, the other thing, right? Yeah. So okay, so I I, I know that ChatGPT is um is an AI powered um um what do I call it? Do I call it an assistant? Yeah, yeah or something. You could call so it that. it that does a whole lot of things, and it's that thing is quite surprisingly good you know it's surprisingly good of course better in some things than in, in other things if you use it like google and you ask it questions of course you're going to get answers but i i've i've seen some people try to use it to to generate code in different languages and it actually does do you see any it, relationship with data analysis in any way yeah i mean uh, AI yeah, is gonna is gonna is gonna is gonna yeah. come for everything, right? And data science data science is is what is actually yeah, behind is, it. is is what is behind it, right? Yeah. So okay. it's um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be everything. It's gonna be everything because I think um it's gonna be everything. I don't think there is any any I mean the have you actually seen the chat GPT generate code? 
it does generate some good code but the thing is of course is is iterative so if you if you refresh it it gives you different thing a different a different thing right yeah I uh, think... sometimes it, it's sometimes it's sometimes a hit and miss yeah. but it's actually pretty good and also understanding that it's a it's a it's a machine learning system yeah meaning that as people keep imputing data in it is it's getting yeah. better yeah i uh, it's when this whole thing became a hype, it's like everywhere you look, social media, every blog is chat GPT. I'm like, it's just too much. It's like, yeah. so, so I'm just staying away from it for now. Like when it comes and when someone can actually put together a resource, a book, publishes a book on it, then we can look at it again. But it's like right now, it's very, it's all over the place. And I think recently I read an article that Microsoft's got some shares, give a couple of millions to the project mm -hmm. and they have about, is it 60% stake in it? And later on, they will drop to about 40 something percent when they recoup their investment. So I think mm. it's going to be big. We'll just watch that space. I, so I just listen to these things. I'm like, look, every time there's always a new hype, a new framework, a new thing. So I'm just like, oh. the, the, the thing is, we don't know how, how far, yeah, how much the impact is going to be on okay. a lot of things, right? On, okay. for instance, how good can this thing, can yeah. this thing get? Yeah. Right. Because people are, there are concerns about job security concerns about because if you have something that can you can feed in questions and it generates codes right yeah it doesn't mean we're not we're no longer going to have developers is that yeah. what it means you know yeah. and then you ask it um, um medical questions and it gives you you, you improve your diagnosis and it gives you uh input your your symptoms and it gives you a diagnosis okay. you know so a whole lot of things right but i know that this this thing See, the thing with AI, right, is this. AI is, is a fact. It's, it's going to happen. In fact, it's happening. Yeah. And it's going to keep happening. Yeah. But I think that before we start seeing the impact of AI to the level that people are hyping it to be, I'm looking at 100 more years. At least 15, 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Right? At least yeah. 15, 20 years. Because not just in the, it's not just in there, it's not just the fact that these things are new and they're still learning and improving them. But also, don't also forget regulatory yeah, obstacles yeah. that they have to overcome, okay. right? Because this has to do with privacy. It has to do with, um, like I said, jobs. Yeah, are you, do you really think that the government is going to allow, yeah. um, let's say an American government going to allow tens of millions of jobs to disappear mm -hmm. because, um, because um, uh, Microsoft yeah. and uh, Microsoft and Amazon yeah. wants to use want to use um, machine learning instead yeah. of actual people. Yeah. So what how is that going to what is that going to happen? You know, it's, it's like it's like remember when crypto started, right? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people were it showed people made. I at one point I felt like I was the only one in the world <laughs> who wasn't crazy about crypto. Yeah. Because everywhere you turned, it was crypto. Crypto, crypto, crypto. Everybody was like, "Do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have that?" And I was like. The only thing is, is so it was hard to modern. I started thinking about it. I read a little about it, about just how it works. But to me, I didn't really see the need for the hype, to be honest. And I told people, well, number one, I don't think that governments are going to sit down and allow a currency that they don't have control over yeah. to take over the economies. Yeah. I don't think that is going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yep. I don't yep. think that is going to happen. And, you know, already crypto, the crypto hype, the crypto craze is already, yep. you know, coming down to reality, right? So these things are going to be there, but they're not going to be there at the level at which we are hyping them. 
So we'll keep our fingers crossed and watch out for what it holds for us. Okay. So earlier you mentioned you did a bit of mentorship. People reach you. Do you still run some sort of mentorship class or something? No, I don't have. I don't have a class. Okay. I don't have uh, anything structured. Like I okay. said, my time is already. Okay. <laughs> I can't All do right, anything. Cool. So this is just on personal okay. levels now. Like like um, when I left my company. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, probably some of my colleagues have come to my upper profile and seen uh, how much I've made <laughs> since I started. And I've not started for a long time. Yeah. And they probably yeah. thought to themselves, man, I'm really wasting my time here. So yeah. a lot of my colleagues reached out to me, right? Uh, and, okay. um, and then people, like I said, on LinkedIn, yeah. people come to my um, my message box on LinkedIn. Oh, I'm, I'm just starting out. I need help. What do I do? So I just, it's on personal level. I just tell them, okay, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. This is what I would do. And then a bit of encouragement for them to stay, for them to stay the course, because I, I can tell you truth, truthfully, it's quite discouraging at the, at the, at the beginning stages. Mm -hmm. So, but for me, the way I usually approach things is this. <clears throat> I just say that if something is, is, if I'm going to do something that is bringing me money, that I have to think of that thing as a job. If you think of it as a job, yeah, I think it gives you more staying power. Okay. But if you think of it as something you want to do casually, yeah, you want to waste your as time. an opportunity. Exactly. Yeah, so, like so, so, so that's it. You okay. have to really give yourself the reason why you want to do it. If you if you find the reason why you want to do it, you you find you break you break. You know, yes, yeah, some people may break through in in a month. Some people two months. Some people six months. Okay. But eventually you will if you mm -hmm. keep doing the right things. Okay. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So my last question for you. If people were to reach out to you, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, social media, emails, which one? Mm, the best way to contact me for, for now is, is through my LinkedIn. All right. Cool. I think it's I think it's the most straightforward way okay. to contact me. Um, okay. I, I respond to virtually every message I have on LinkedIn. Interestingly, since I started doing this full time, I've had a lot of job offers on LinkedIn as well from foreign companies you okay. know so that this is what i'm telling people you never know mm. where this thing takes okay you know, i'm turning down i'm turning down jobs now just because i only have 24 hours in a day right um so you so by linkedin my linkedin is mm. i don't know you can, yeah, you can yeah. share it okay on, uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna put it in the show notes for the podcast and once it's published i'm gonna also put your profile but yeah really appreciate your time and really appreciate the conversation and if you ever want to discuss anything have anything just let me know and then we can set this up again but oh, cool. man you're a, you're a busy guy and it's i really appreciate the time you've made for this yeah. so, thank you thank you very very much andy it's been a long time all right cool so thank um, you very much I appreciate it. all right no problem thanks a lot for coming in anyway and thank you. that's it for now bye-bye